All right, it's time for Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Hey, Keith. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. Let's talk about the uh, the federal vaccine passport that was mm-hmm. rolled out yesterday by Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. So John Horgan and his NDP government here taking some heat over this that we're not we're not linking up with this system. No. So people will need two two cards now. Mm-hmm. Like you'll need your BC card to do the stuff you need to do in BC. But then if you want to travel outside of the country. Yeah, or so, to another province, you got the federal card? Yeah, and again, not many people are traveling, so it's, it's going to take a while for this to have a big impact on people because international travel is just still very little, and it's expected to be very little for some time. But yeah, BC's card is not the federal card, so you're going to need two. And it's interesting, BC and Ottawa have always been on different planets when it comes to, to travel and the border since day one. If you recall... Right from the beginning, BC was the first to call for the border to be shut. Right. Yeah. Took, took about a month for the province to, or for the Ottawa to pay heat. Yeah. And if you recall, uh, the airports, suddenly the feds drew back when it came to enforcing quarantines and people arriving. The provinces had to step in. BC had to supply public, uh, BC civil servants at YVR to do the checking. It took some time for, for them to come around on that. And now you've got an, another situation where BC and Ottawa seem to be in different uh, areas when it comes to uh, these vaccination cards. Horgan's explanation yesterday was that BC wanted to get their card out at ASAP for uh, for uh, public health reasons. Okay, well, let's listen to Horgan on this point yesterday. Here he is talking about the difference between these two cards now. Here's Horgan yesterday. The federal government's test is much higher for international travel, and we said so at the time that we implemented our uh, immunization card. You're going to need two at the moment, and it, we'll see how we go in the months ahead, how we can uh, bring those two together. Okay, so you'll need two for now, well, for now. and it, again, coordinated later. As you and I have been, since day one, have, uh, I've been saying everything's always evolving, everything's always changing, so it, we, I think it's conceivable we're going to get to a point where you only need one, but right well, now... Yeah. Right now, uh, it's it's two different cards. Okay, is Horgan politically vulnerable on this, though? Because the liberals are on the attack o- over him. And like, oh, you bungled this now. Look how confusing this is for people. You need two cards. Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's been a lot of controversies. I got a piece out this week. For all the stuff that's going on, Horgan's popularity still yeah. is tied with other premiers at the top, 56%. Yeah. So... I'd be hesitant to suggest anything right now makes any leader vulnerable because uh, incumbents right now still seem to have favored status with uh, the voters. Okay, let's talk about another issue where Horgan's taken the taken some heat here, and that is over the freedom of information mm-hmm. reform. So we've had a freedom of information law in this in this province since the 1990s. It was actually brought in by an NDP government there yeah, in the 1990s. Yeah, with much fanfare and. This is just, it's a fundamental tool for holding governments accountable, used every day by journalists in BC. And now they're bringing in a fee, right? So they're bringing in a fee to use well, we the FOIs. Well, no, no, now they seem, Horgan yesterday seems he's to be fudging back, on that he's now. He's backing off a bit on that. So I, I don't think it's going to be the $25 fee that was floated by Minister Lisa Bear. If there is a fee, I think it's going to be substantially lower than that. I don't think it's going to apply to every request. Okay, but there's still a lot of Michael McAvoy, whom you know very well. We both mm-hmm. do. He's the Freedom of Information Commissioner. He wrote a seven-page letter to the government about these reforms. He's not happy. He's not happy so, with with the number, not just the fee. In fact, the fee wasn't even mentioned in his letter. There's, there's right. other aspects of this that uh, the Privacy Commissioner has problems with. 
Uh, for example, exempting the premier's office for, as Ooh. a special category for for requests. Um, you know, he's critical of that. He's critical. There's a, a bunch of technical things that you know uh, is of interest to real FOI and privacy people, but really doesn't involve the general public. Okay, well let, let's listen. But to the twenty five dollar fee is problematic for journalists, and that's why I don't think it's going to happen. Let's listen to some of these. A couple of clips here from Horgan on this yesterday, and I thought some of the stuff he said was bizarre in in a lot of ways. <laughs> but um, here he is talking about. Uh, FOI requests for stuff in his office. This is him speaking in the legislature yesterday. Let's have a listen. The notion that a, a three-day-old test received in Vancouver is going to be good enough in Bellingham two days later doesn't make sense to me. That's okay. That's a, that's the not the right clip, but we do have the right one on FOIs here. Let's have a listen. Get real. Who cares? Like, who cares what's on my screen of my computer in my office? Not many people. Okay, who cares what he's looking at on his computer screen in his office? Organisms. <laughs> so what, I think what's driving this is when the NDP was in opposition, as opposition parties are wont to do, they made a lot of FOI applications. The liberals, they've been in opposition, have increased the number of, of FOI requests over what the NDP did. It takes a lot of time and resources to process these FOI requests. So I think... The government, the NDP seems to be, I think this is really a fight between the BC Liberals and the NDP when it comes to FOI. Requests. But I just thought it was bizarre what he said there, because obviously there would be great public interest in some circumstances of exactly what he's looking at on his computer screen in his office. That's what what was he told on, on critical policy that's decisions? What, that's what FOI is all about, is right. trying to find out what is driving policy decisions, what's the background, what's behind all this. And your computer screen is an obvious source of information. I thought it was a, a weird way for him to defend it. Now, here's another one where yesterday, this is bizarre, too. He, he holds up his smartphone here and, and shows reporters his, his phone and I guess tries to make the point that there, there's nothing of interest on his phone that anyone in the public should be interested in. Have a listen here to Horgan yesterday. I don't know if you want to zoom in on that. That's my, that's my uh, telephone screen. You'll see from that that... Uh, I play Scrabble. I have Spotify. Uh, I check my heart rate. Uh, I know what the weather's going to be like in uh, Prince Rupert. And uh, I have uh, email. I have uh, text messages. And I have a telephone and a, a host of other things that I don't even know what they are. Okay, I guess trying to suggest that, well, why would anyone care if I'm playing Scrabble on my phone? I mean, this is just a complete red herring. I, I don't know if he's serious or he's joking. I mean, how did you well, analyze that? Again, I think it's another one of uh, Horganism. The flippant responses sometimes you get from John Horgan to issues that he thinks are not that important. Yeah. Now, I don't think a lot of people walk around the streets wondering about FOI uh, rules. Uh, again, it's it's sort of a, of interest to a sliver of the population. Nevertheless, I mean, it was born out of a desire to put government hold governments accountable. And it was the NDP that brought in ND, brought in FOI. I mean, remember the days before FOI. I mean, it was really hard to to get access to a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that comes through FOI is very mundane and routine and kind of useless. I, but I guess, there is stuff that uh, does serve the public interest. I guess the, you know the government is trying to complain that you know sometimes you'll have the liberal opposition in particular will go on what they call a fishing trip mm -hmm. and they'll put in FOI requests hundreds and hundreds of them throughout the year every single day requesting every scrap of paper, every document, every yep. email, every text message and the government saying this costs a lot of money, it's a waste of time. Uh, they're asking for documents well, it, that have it, no it, public relevance it, and it's interesting on the money aspect it's not like it's added to the budget it's 
money basically to pay employees. You're already paying to do something to now process FOI requests. So increasingly, people are taking from other jobs in the civil service or time spent doing other things in the service to yeah. process FOI claims, which have gone up. And I think that's what's behind a lot of this stuff. But again, back to the one that got everybody's attention was the $25 fee for a request. And I just don't think that's going to happen. Well, maybe they back down on that part of it. But I want, I can almost guarantee you that if the roles were reversed and this was the liberals back in power and the liberals had brought in Howls an FOI outrage. fee or some sort of restrictions on FOI documents. Many people would go be, crazy. They would go absolutely ballistic. Any, you know any opposition would. party would because this would cost yeah. the liberals the most money than than any other entity because they do opposition parties uh, file the most FOI requests by far. I mean that's just what opposition parties do. Let's talk quickly about the uh, is it Rolly's is that how you pronounce this restaurant? I think so. Rolly's restaurant and hope or, this or is out of business. Yeah. Okay. So they've got the they the, the province went to court to get the injunction to shut them down. They first they pulled their business license and their liquor license. They kept staying open in defiance of the of the vaccine card rules. Here is Ian Tostenson from the BC Restaurant Association here on the injunction forcing this restaurant to shut down. They've been operating without licenses for two weeks. And, you know, clearly they don't, they don't accept the, um, the program. They don't accept COVID as a risk. And so the judge, in our opinion, did the right thing. Okay, so, you know, the Restaurant Association of BC, led by Ian Tostenson there, has been pretty consistent here yeah. in that, that uh, they've really condemning any restaurants Ian that don't Tostenson's, want to play by the rules. Ian Tostenson is looking out for the vast majority of businesses in his sector. The vast majority of them, and I mean the vast majority, are pay, playing by the rules. Uh, and he doesn't want to see sort of these rogue restaurants or whatever um, ruin it for everyone else. You, you, again, go back to the days when you weren't allowed to go to a restaurant. Um, that's never off the table in the future, depending on how these these variants go. And Tossinson's looking out for the vast majority of his, his membership. Rollies or they Rollies. asked for they asked for the vaccine card. Yes, yes, so, because they, they want they want their businesses to operate safely to yeah. ensure they can have as many customers as possible and to operate as long as possible. And restaurants like Rollies, not a very well thought out business plan to to lose one hundred percent of your revenue. Not a good case. We actually interviewed on Global. We interviewed a, a former employee, a young guy, uh, said, just didn't want to work there anymore. It's not worth it. He says, I'm being paid minimum wage and being exposed to COVID. You look on the BC Center for Disease Control website, you go to the data uh, for COVID-19, you look at the, the weekly updated maps, HOPE now is classified per capita as one of the worst COVID cases in the province. All right, it's Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry is my guest. Phone lines are open 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. Kinley in Port Moody, hi. Hi, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I just want to know, I'm going to be traveling to Mexico in about uh, 10 days. Now, this new card that's coming out, that Horgan's bringing out, we've got the federal one that's coming out, and I've got my passport, and I've got my original card that uh, shows where I got my two vaccinations and dates and everything. Do I need another card now? What what cards do I need to travel with? Where's Claire Claire Newell when when you need her? Um, I think you you probably will need your federal card. Uh, Again, this is just announced. The details have yet to be really clear. Uh, in terms of just better safe than sorry, uh, find a way to download download that federal card. Yeah, and you know I would definitely check with your airline. Uh, yeah. Definitely check with uh, the country you're traveling to. Check their website. I mean, you don't want to get flat caught, flat footed on something like this at the airport. 
So, you know, I would encourage you to go to the source on that and double check because this stuff is getting confusing. Like, you're right. Like, Claire, Claire Newell, she's like the travel expert here at Global BC. She was on the show yesterday about this. And her advice is like you've got to go directly to these government websites and and check yep. it out, right? Don't Good just advice. don't Good just uh, ad, uh, assume that you've got it all ready and you know what's going on. Check, make sure you double check the rules before you travel. Benny in Abbotsford, hey Benny. Uh, yeah, I lived in Hope for over three years, and I don't know if you guys know the term. It's hopeless in hope. People from the '60s resist any kind of change and don't want to conform with the way the world is going. So what's happening at Rollies, I can understand. And, uh, you know, people have to realize this is a life-and-death situation. We can't play around. Okay, uh, thank you for the call. So Hope Benny. has a 77% vaccination rate as of a few days ago. Well, I don't think we should forward. totally throw the good city of Hope under the no. totally under the bus here. No, I mean, we've, inter- we've interviewed a, a bunch of people in Hope who were quite upset at that restaurant, and they yeah. firmly backed the vaccination uh, rollout. Uh, so, it's again, anti-vaxxers or, or whatever are very much in the minority. When you're, 77% sure. of the people in Hope are vaccinated, 77%. Yeah. So you know, it's lower than the provincial average, but it's still 77%. So three-quarters of the people of Hope buy into this. Only less than a quarter are, are, seem to be opposed. And that number is going up every day. So the number of people, and there was like 30 people outside Rollies in support or 40 people. Yeah. I mean, big deal. Okay. Uh, it's not a big number. Cliff on the line in Ladner. Hey, Cliff. Hi, Mike. I, um, I, I just booked a trip to Mexico, November 26th, coming back on December 5th, right over the period of the time when that thing is going to come into effect, November 30th. And I'm wondering, what the hell do I do now? Well, again, go to the government web, government Canada website, uh, and figure a way to find to get uh, find a way to get your federal vaccine card. I mean, um, yeah, and you do it online, right? So yeah. presumably, even if you're out of the country, if you're in Mexico and you're you're coming, you're getting set to come back. Presumably, you still be able to download it yes. while you're out of the country. Presumably, uh, but again, uh, do your homework before you leave. Yeah, I mean, definitely do that. Uh, Valerie and Qualicum, hi. Hi, gentlemen. Uh, just a few uh, comments on uh, federal, uh, the, the uh, FIPA and PIPA, the, the uh, um, mm-hmm. Privacy Acts. Yeah. Uh, every ministry in BC, every agency will have a designated privacy officer, so it should not cost more to process um, FOI requests. Not only that, but the BC legislature. Uh, had a special committee to review PIPA that they staged in 2020, of course, with COVID, uh, that did not get the attention of the, um, of the cabinet ministers at the time, but they, inc- they in, uh, extended it to 2021. I have several submissions mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, to that website, and many people were allowed to present submissions if you were interested in questioning the legislation, which yeah. I okay. did. Okay, thank you, yeah. thank so you, Valerie. On, on two points, yes, each minister does have a person, but now what's happened is ministries have had to put more people seconded to do FOI requests because the number's up. Now, she refers to the committee. That's very interesting. There is a committee that's set up to review 
FY, Adam Olson, who's the Green Party MLA for Saanich North and the Islands this week, moved a motion of privilege challenging the validity of this legislation that it's basically in contempt of this committee, that the committee should be allowed to do its work before the legis- legislature approves new legislation. Okay. The Speaker has yet to rule on that. 